Welcome to Hearts of Fire, the podcast for the team working every day at BioBridge Global to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. We're happy you're listening, and thank you for everything you do. And now, here's the host of Hearts of Fire, Adrian Mendoza. Welcome to our latest feature on Hearts of Fire, our podcast. And today, my special guest is Lisa Kisley. And I wanted to welcome you, Lisa, and congratulate you on your 10-year anniversary of the organization. So tell us, how did you wind up at the organization, and what is your title here? What is your title, your role, and how did you wind up here? My my title is I am Dick Site Supervisor of the Bulverde Donor Center. Uh, and I supervise the center as well as being hands-on. Uh, with the staff. That is really exciting because the Bulverde Donor Center is our, our newest it's donor center, right? New. It's brand new and it's beautiful and uh, we've been really well received out there. All of the community is real happy to have us. We are super excited about yeah. that. So what sorts of, of jobs have you done with South Texas and, and how did you actually kind of end up in this role here? I uh, started donating I think in 2001. Uh, saw a big blood drive being advertised at a mall and I thought well I have two little kids I don't have time to donate I don't really have any money to donate but I have blood Mm -hmm. so I started donating and did that for years and years actually um, had the opportunity to draw blood from the news reporter that had run that original newscast that I saw and then I was working at my girls elementary school until they graduated high school after high school, I was like, well, I don't need to do this job anymore. I can work a full-time job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I was donating blood in New Braunfels and talking to my technician, and she said, come and work here. So I came to work here, and it was great. It was difficult. I worked in mobiles for, well, I guess, the first eight years. That's rough work. It's, it can be very difficult, but real re- rewarding, very busy. Um, I started as a technician. After about three years, I was encouraged to become a team leader, so I did that. Uh, that involved a lot of different things and different level of atmosphere, I guess, being in charge and, and setting up and having to communicate with the contact people and everything, but it was fun. Um, and then COVID happened, and I asked to just be put to New Braunfels for a couple of weeks till it, was, till it was over, and yeah. it's not over yet. It's still going on, it's isn't still it? Going on. Um, that I kind of incorporated into becoming a fixed site tech, and then the opportunity came for Bulverde, and I accepted, and I'm really happy with it. Well, we're really glad you accepted that. We know that you've been a great, you know, leader just naturally in in the area. I've heard great things from James, from the whole team, from Mobile Ops, the the fixed site team as well, and they're just really excited that you're there. And I, I could not think of a better person to be in the Bulverde donor room, really making it theirs. You've got, uh, when I went up there for the grand opening, I feel the sense of sort of the pride of ownership that you have and the, the team that's there really looks up to you. And to see your picture on the wall, you know, I think that's uh, a nice touch. And I think that the community there feels reassured that they've got a good leader for the donor center that's there in their community. So how does it feel? How did that feel that day that grand opening happened? Uh, tell us what you, you felt in terms of that, the donor center, how it came together. and It was a little overwhelming. Um, that's not my forte, actually, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of fun to see everybody there. A lot of those people have come back to donate. Um, 
some just stop in to say hi let me drop off my cards do you know what's going on with the road widening um so it has made me feel like a community member uh, awesome. they'll just drop in or they'll come in and say hey i was at hp you're open now can i donate mm -hmm. so it's really been a lot of fun and getting to know the donors like we already have repeat donors for for platelets uh, or people saying let me make my next appointment uh, so it feels it does feel like home that's awesome. Well, we're really excited about what's going on there. And it's really hit the ground strong. I know that we've had, you know, it's it takes a time to build a donor base and get the community knowing that they're there. But Bulverde is showing some strong early results as far as how donors are responding and coming back. So the team's doing a great job because it's a sign that they're really, you're treating them with the utmost care and they're excited to be there. They know they're making a difference and they're coming back. So that is a very, very good sign. So, um, you know, what do you like most about being a supervisor in the Bulverde site? Is there, um, you know, now that you're kind of a newer supervisor of, uh, in terms of being uh, leading a donor center and leading that team, what's your favorite thing about that role? I think my favorite thing is about going back to my place every day. Um, when I was a mobile lead, I liked setting up my own drives because then it felt like mine, but then I had to take it down at the end of the day. Now I get to just go back to my site every day and open the door and it's just as pretty as it was when I left the night before. Um, having the respect of my people that work with me, but we work as a team. Um, so that's great. And getting to know the community has been a lot of fun. No, I'll bet it is. I, I was really encouraged that day. For me, I was with you at the grand opening and, you know, to see the outpouring of support from the community and from all different groups. There was the, the veterans there. There were the Chamber of Commerce members, members from the banks who helped, you know, help us fund the center along with the philanthropists who gave money to help us uh, build the center. They were all there. Um, and I just, I felt that they were kind of giving us a big warm hug of like, we are so glad you're here. We wish you the best success. And then the fact that they're coming back as some of them as donors just shows you that it's a really good community. The, the Bulverde community seems tight-knit. They seem to care for uh, their community and really work towards being part of it. And being a blood donor, I think, is a big part of being part of your community. Yeah. They are, and they're very laid back and casual and, and, uh, and make you feel like part of the community. So it's been nice. Yeah. So what uh, sorts of challenges are there to opening up a new donor center? Tell us about that because you have kind of lived through in a unique experience having, you know, we've only really had Bernie and Bulverde now opened up and I think it's been like 10 years since our last donor center was really opened or really renovated. So there's been a long time. What were some of the experiences or challenges that you had before the opening day? Mostly the waiting, because it <laughs> kept getting set back and set back, but um, we managed. I had one time said I was going to get my toolbox and drive out there and help them get it ready, because mm -hmm. I was just really eager to have it done. Um, so there was that. After we opened, there's a few little things that we have to wait on or, or that weren't working quite right, but everybody came to help. And, and make sure that everything was running the way it's supposed to and technically, temperature-wise, all those little things. Bernie opening first helped us, I think, mm -hmm. because we were able to avoid some of the other little issues. And yeah. I think other than that, just building up the donors so we have more than, you know, six or 10 or 12 a day. And I think it will happen. 
Yeah, it will. I think it'll take time, but it's it's happening uh, as people come in, they see it, they're going to refer friends, they're going to see that it's there to that people are going. And I think the curiosity actually is kind of a good thing. People curious what's going mm -hmm. on there and they want to stop in and see and then they learn about it. So you've had several jobs before you joined us. Um, uh, I think as far as I know, how did those jobs prepare you for for this new role? I've done a few things. Um, I worked in an elementary school clinic, which was interesting. My first time using needles on people was giving insulin shots to little kids. So um, there was that training. Uh, I did some retail management. So that's helped me as well with things like inventories and ordering and supplies and stuff. And then I was a bartender for several years in Arizona. Um, that's... That's an interesting job, but it does prepare you in ways for things like um, being fast-paced, very busy, and then dealing with all kinds of customers and customer service. I think all those things have helped me with this job. What advice would you give to someone who's just joining South Texas Blood and Tissue or just been here for a few months and learning? I would say just stick with it. Um, I never thought when I started here just over 10 years ago that at this point I would be supervising my own site. You never know. The things change in this in this company all of the time. There's always an opportunity. And if this is what you want to do, stay with it. It'll be worth it. Yeah. I know you mentioned um, to me, you know, we were talking the other day about how you see us as, how you see the role that the frontline staff have in the organization as so critical. And I completely agree. Tell me, you know, how do you think about that? For If you were to help someone paint a picture of what, you all do on the front lines to really support um, our mission. Uh, what would be that picture you'd paint, the, the of bees, so to speak? The, the yeah. way that I see it, yes, is that we are the worker bees. We are the, the ones that are out there collecting I, essentially the honey that will be processed and given to a patient in need. But our job, without us, we would have no honey. It's so true. Yeah, without you guys and without the people who are out there working every day, putting in a lot of uh, extra effort and working so hard. I mean, through these hot days, they're out on the mobiles, packing up stuff, unloading stuff, loading it back up, <laughs> unloading it again, and then going and opening up a donor center, figuring out the schedules for the day, you know, working with different customers. Without that, I, I can, I, you know, we just simply would not be able to do it. We wouldn't have, like you said, the honey um, and you all really do make a huge, profound impact in people's lives. Probably don't see that as as directly as um, I wish you all could, but uh, you and everyone on the team who really works in the front line from collections to manufacturing and testing to distribution and hospital services, that's really where the, the you know, uh, progress happens every day. The work that actually gets put through and save, to save lives happens at that level. Um, and I'm here, you know, really to support you guys, but I learned so much from you and I'm inspired by the work you all do every day. So I'm just really grateful to get to know you. I'm excited for the Bulverde Donor Center and your team. And Lisa, I, thank you so much for joining us. Thank and you for having me. This has been wonderful. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Executive producers of Hearts of Fire are Heather Hughes and Jay Pajinski. 
Your director is David King, with technical assistance from Matt Flores. Our logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel. Our host is Adrian Mendoza. If you have an idea for Hearts of Fire, please feel free to email us, heartsoffire at biobridgeglobal.org.